Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? I'm, I'm just heading into the dog days of summer. The Dodgers are 15 and a half games in front of the dreaded ones, the San Francisco Giants. So life right now is really good. I saw that on SportsCenter last night, and I knew you were going to be in a good mood today. When the Dodgers are winning... Larry is happy. That is, uh, that's the, that's the secret to success. <laughs> hey, uh, if you're new to this selling from the heart podcast, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, delivering real value. We call it selling from the heart. And Larry, we are, um, boy, we're, we're like, as this is being recorded, we're less than two weeks away from the relationship marketing grand summit. I can't wait to be there. Uh, and I can't wait to hear what you're going to have to say. It's going to be fantastic. In fact, it's as we're recording this, it's two weeks. Yeah, so that's that's so good. And a big shout out to our friends at uh, Send Out Cards. In fact, we've got a special guest today that uh, is probably uh, the most passionate person I've ever met when it comes to relationships and when it comes to relationships and sales. So. Uh, Larry, why don't you introduce our guest? Because I just want to dive in on this one. It's going to be a blockbuster. I mean, all I have to say is I love what Cody Bateman's all about. But I met Cody. If it wasn't for Bart Ratliff, I probably wouldn't have met Cody Bateman. But um, it was through it was through how Bart just reached out to me. In fact, when I was when Selling from the Heart had just first come out, he had sent me a card. And on the front of my card was my first experience and really understanding what send out cards was all about. And it had my book with a couple of my friends in it that were promoting my book. And he just said, good luck, right? This is the first of many and, and so forth. And it really struck a chord. In fact, I showed my wife and we both started crying. And that was my first real inroads into what send out cards and Cody Bateman and his whole philosophy is all about. And I, I just love everything that this guy does. So without further ado, Cody Bateman, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Wow, Larry, thank you for that kind introduction. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm excited. This, I, I love your podcast, and I'm honored to, to be a part of it. Well, we're glad you're here as well. And, um, you know, we've got a, uh, this is going to be an epic conversation. But, you know, the question that every guest to Selling from the Heart gets, and I can't wait to hear your response to this. And it's simply, what does it mean to you when you hear the word Selling from the Heart? Well, the first thing I think of is Larry Levine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cody, that was a good right? one. By the way, <laughs> he wasn't coached on that beforehand. No, not at all. <laughs> you know, in fact, uh, yeah, I've been reading a lot of sales books lately because we've had a lot of guests on my podcast, uh, uh, sales trainers and speakers. And I always try to, to, to read through their books prior to having them on the show. And so I've got these stacks and stacks of books. And it's funny because Selling from the Heart, your book, even though I have these stacks, 
again, I feel bad saying this for the other, because of the other authors, but I don't know why it is. I always put your book on top of the stack. So I have these stacks sitting by my, my desk and I put your book on the top. I don't know. It's because the design's cool or whatever. I don't know what it is, but actually the message selling from the heart really resonates obviously with me. And mm-hmm. uh, selling from the heart is just that, you know, it's, 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 it's genuinely caring about people. You know, we, we teach a philosophy in relationship marketing that relationship marketing is about the first word, not the second. It's all about the relationship, genuine, authentic relationship with other human beings. Your mm-hmm. contact manager in your CRM is not about contacts. It's about people. There's, there's mm-hmm. people in there. Each one of those contacts represents a person with goals and dreams and desires and families and loved ones and, all that kind of stuff. And, and they're just like you and me. They're just regular people that want to make a difference in the world. And so when you look at a contact in your CRM like that, mm. then it kind of brings the heart into, the, uh, into things. So, you know, selling from the heart is just that. It's, it's, it's giving your heart away and being authentically part of people in their lives. So I love, I love your concept. I love what you're all about, Larry. Your, your message and your book's phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, I think we resonate really well. You know, and, and I appreciate it. And I just have to throw this out because um, when, when I wrote the book, I didn't know. We spoke about it when I was on your podcast as well as I didn't know what to expect. You know, when you write a book selling from the heart, you, you get everybody out there is going to talk about, OK, tell me your philosophy. Tell me the research you put behind this book and so forth. And quite frankly, I just put me behind the book. It was just me coming out, how I took care of my clients. It's my view on things. But <laughs> I, I think, and I both you guys will probably agree, we hear the words authenticity thrown around like there's no tomorrow. Uh, hey, you got to be your authentic self, right? Authenticity matters. But on the flip side of that, and I'm curious, Cody, what do you think causes inauthenticity, especially inside the sales world? You hear people saying, you know, hey, I'm just being authentic. Well, what causes inauthenticity in your opinion? Wow, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people, unfortunately, a lot of people really kind of get caught up in their own success or they get caught up in their own world and their own life, their own goals. Mm. And so they kind of fast forward that past the relationship to let's, let's go in for the close. Let's go in for the gig. You know, let's, let's make it happen. Let's, let's cash the check. And it, it becomes more about that. And so, naturally you kind of pass that by and and the more you pass that by the more inauthentic you become you know it's about not caring the other thing is you know and i've been studying on this a little bit lately is there's a lot of every, we all have different personality types so larry is an example you and i are nurturers you know we 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 naturally care like we're nurturers we care about people we want to build a relationship first we want to sell from the heart we want to make it about that but there's different personality types just aren't that way. I mean, there's, there's the knowledge people that they're all about how smart they are. You know, there's, there's the eight types that, you know, there's showy flashy people and just show me the bottom line and let me go make a million dollars and look great in front of everybody. So there's different personality types. So a lot of times a nurturer may look at a, uh, a person, you know, a type a person or a, you know, a person, a, a per, a show, the showboat and think they're inauthentic because they're showboaty. When we're not really that showboaty, we're more about creating relationship naturally. 
So a lot of times inauthenticity might not be so much that they're inauthentic. It's just that they're a different personality type. You have to learn to adjust personality types, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just came, I was reading a book this morning about that. So normally I wouldn't have said that, but it just came out because that's what I was reading. <laughs> well, so. yeah, I, I think that's so, so strong because I'm the, I'm the D, I'm the INTJ, I'm the five on the Enneagram. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm up here in the, in the thinking quadrant as far as that goes. And, um, you know, and, and over the years I've trained a lot of, um, systems engineers and, and, uh, you know, even Larry, some of the folks who were training recently in the, in the engineering and process field, I think it's like doubly important for people like me to remember that the relationship aspect of this is paramount that it's critical because there's, um, you know, and, and I mean, I have, have mad respect for people who have a relational bent to their personality, um, and all of that. But I I think it's, it's critical for the, um, the thinkers, the D's, whatever, you know, the, whatever personality profile you are, uh, that you like that, that you, that, that we, that we become very proficient at this because there's, you know, I mean, say people buy from people and um, you can have the best ideas in the world. You can have the best recommendation in the world. You can be representing the best company in, in your industry. But if the relational aspect isn't there and it, the trust doesn't get built and um, you know, thinkers like me in the absence of relationship, the ideas never get implemented. And so there's, you know, there is a, um, there's a substance and seriousness to the relational aspect of business that I think, um, you know, tends to get overlooked in terms of its level of importance. It's, you know, um, it's not fluff. It, it is, it's, it's right at the heart, Larry, to, uh, you know, uh, not to pander to, to some from the heart, but it is right at the core of, of all of this. And that's why I, as a thinker, really love being a part of this because I think it's really critical for me to be able to develop those relational skills. So I applaud it. Well, it's it, to add to that, it's becoming more and more and more important. I mean, mm-hmm. we live in a world today where relationships are becoming ever more important because again, we're in an information society. People know everything they need to know about you and your product, your service. They even know about your customers and how their experience is with you and your product and service before they ever talk to you. Yep. So now in today's day and age, re- relational is just more and more important that you're able to establish that relationship. Otherwise, you know, people just move on to the next person they see on Google. So, uh, and I talk about that quite a bit and how important that is today. That's why, Selling from the Heart is such a powerful book. I mean, that is such a powerful book in today's day and age because it's really, it's, it's just more and more important. People have to know that you care about them. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're off to the next gig. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's that simple. You may, you can like it or not, but you're going to get left in the dust if you don't right. take on some of the principles that Larry teaches. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and, and it's really interesting because actually this just happened this morning at, uh, gosh, I'm, uh, I was walking on the treadmill in the gym this morning and I made the, I don't know why, but I brought my phone in with me. Normally I leave it at home, but today I brought my phone and I had the, I had my phone sitting on, on the, uh, 
on the treadmill, just like where you put water and things like that. And it was just propped up. And I saw that I had a message inside LinkedIn. And, th- and this is what's really interesting is the guy sends me a message. I was connected to him. He goes, uh, somebody had given you props. I was on a webinar and somebody, you know, and he inserted the guy's name had given you props. And he started talking about your book selling from the heart. And he goes, I'm really fascinated by it because I would like to team read it inside my corporation. This is a big, huge corporation, by the way. And he goes, but here's my dilemma. And I'm going to throw the name of the book out there. And it's not a disrespect to anybody by no means. It's the challenger sale. I respect the book. I've read it a gazillion times. And he goes, but we're being taught challenger sale principles. And in fact, relationships and the relational sellers in the bottom of the spectrum, if you read the book, The Challenger Sale. And I, and I thought it was really fascinating. And this message went on and on and on. And finally, I'm going to speak to this person next week. And I said, hey, I'm not discredit, discrediting The Challenger Sale by no means, because I've sold, you know, I love having healthy conversations with people. And I've sold high ticket software and stuff like that. But to me, relationships combined with that work. And if you take the relationship aspect out of this, I think you're dead in the water. But that's, that, that's just my opinion. I go, buy it or not. And so I'm speaking to this person next week. But it was, and this was a young person, Cody. And, you know, when young people are impressionable and, and they have their, their conjure up in their mind what sales is all about. And it's, you know, it's the polar opposite of what we talk about. And when they start latching on that, I I think that's why I had no intentions when I wrote Selling from the Heart for it to take off like it is, but it's really hitting, pardon the expression, it's getting to the heart of what really matters and caring relationships, sincerity and substance and all this in this day and age means something. Oh, there's no question about it. I mean, it it means everything. It it means everything. You know, I I had an example. I, I, uh, I'm a motorsport guy. I'm a motorhead. I love anything with motors and nice. I like, I like the big fancy trailers that your toys go in and stuff like that. And I've been looking at this beautiful new uh, fifth wheel Logan Coach racing trailer. It's gorgeous. Nice. Oh wow! And there's a bunch of there's a bunch of dealers that sell these throughout Utah. I mean, I've got two or three right here in Utah. One right up the road from me, and whatever but going to the snowmobile shows and the dirt shows, I met this guy from Montpelier, Idaho, which is about three hours away from me. His name is Tyler. He runs a small uh, operation, uh, trailer sales, diamond S trailers at Montpelier, Idaho. And he sells, he represents these Logan coaches. Well, it, it very quickly, I've become very good friends with this guy. Uh, his next rodeo guy is his, his uh, kids are in rodeo. You know, he's all into the motorsports in the wintertime. He goes off snowmobiling and stuff. And we just mm-hmm. really, really hit it off. Um, and it didn't take long. It was like, I had an interest in a trailer. He showed me the trailer. We started talking back and forth. He got my information. He stayed in touch with me and he wasn't trying to sell me a trailer. He was trying to be my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a connection. He's trying to be my friend. So long story short, um, I didn't, I didn't, I, I told him what I did. I told him I had a company called send out cards. We do relationship marketing, follow-up systems for people and stuff like that. Well, unbeknownst to me, 
he goes out, researches my name, researches send out cards, sets himself up an account, starts sending <laughs> cards to his clients, starts getting referral business from his clients. And, you know, and I hadn't talked to him in a couple of weeks and I called him one day. He says, Hey man, I just want you to know, I signed myself up. I've sent like 55 <laughs> cards out to my clients. I've gotten 16 referrals and I've been listening to your podcast. Dude, that's freaking awesome, man. <laughs> it's like, what? Like this guy again, and see, he's not, he's not looking at a punch list. He's not, you know, he's not trying to implement some strategies somebody taught him. He's just right. trying to be my friend. That's right. it. Now, where do you think I'm going to go when I spend $59,000 on a trailer for my toys? Easy. Well, I mean, like there's no, I mean, not only right. that, I'm, I'm already recommending everybody in the world, in my world, to go see Tyler up at Diamond S Trailers in Montpelier, Idaho. It's worth the three-hour drive. Get on up there. This guy will take care of you. Right. This is the world we're in, my friends. This is the world we're in, and you got to you got to plug onto it, or it's it's going to leave you behind. Yeah, it's it, it, it's interesting because um, I have this bad habit, Cody, that I read into what people have to what people think about me or say about me. Daryl knows that it's one of my big sicknesses, but I always say relationships in the back of my head always matter. They always did. And, and Cody, I mean, you know, the industry that I came out of and, and, and it was, you know, dog eat dog. It was highly competitive. It was broken promises, broken dreams, right? They tell you everything that you want to hear and then they make the sale and they move on. But what was, what's interesting is um, I'm almost six years removed from the organization I was with that I was partners in and I sold it and I moved on. And it was interesting because it wasn't too long ago. I had a call from one of the partners and they said, you know what? People still talk about how you made them feel. And Cody, I haven't been in, I haven't been in any of these accounts in six years. Wow. I said, so relationships do matter. And that's what I want people to realize. Even the naysayers that are out there that say, you're right, you know, that's old, that's bogus, right? We already know people buy from people they know, like, and trust, all that stuff, right? You don't have to like somebody to buy something from them. Well, that might be true to a certain degree. But if you want long-standing relationships with people and you want them to not only refer business to you, not only continue to do business with you, then you got to understand that meaningful, incredible relationships matter. And this is, and it's, I tell this to salespeople all over the place. And once they start getting it, they go, you know what? It's not that hard. But the thing that I see that gets squashed is everyone's in for the here and now. Everyone wants, you know, I got to make that sale right now. I understand what selling from the heart means, but you know what? I got a manager who's just beating the snot out of me because here we are, as we're recording this right now, it's almost the end of July my numbers, my numbers, my numbers, right? Then the beginning of August comes around, they have a big kumbaya party. And then seven days later, they're beating them up for numbers again. So, you know, what's your take on all of this as you have people out there that understand relationships matter, but they might be in situations where it's mixed, you know, mixed sayings. You know, I think it's a super great question. I get, I get that all the time. We talk about it in our events quite a bit. 
you know, the key in sales is to have a full pipeline. I mean, that's, that's the key. If you're just starting out in sales, you, you, you really got to work on creating, creating a full pipeline. I believe that creating a full pipeline has to do with creating relationships. It's, it's you, you, when someone starts at the top of your funnel, you're, you're trying to establish a relationship with them. It's like this Tyler guy that does the trader sells, you know, he's creating relationship with me and, um, and the people that I know, you know, the people that I refer to him. So it, it, the more your pipelines full, the less you have to worry about hitting those numbers. Mm. So what I say all the time to people is, look, I can't worry about relationship right now. I got to go close a cell. I say, no, what you need to do is you need to fill your pipeline. Yeah. You might not hit your numbers the first month or the second month or the third month, but you got to get your pipeline full. And once you get your pipeline full, which takes consistent effort, consistent prospecting, consistent follow-up, consistent relationship building. And you got to build that up over time. And I say to all those sales managers out there that put so much pressure on a new salesperson in a new campaign to hit those numbers in the first 30 days, you know, you got, you got to allow people to get their pipeline full with genuine people and then make it happen. So that's, that's my roundabout way of answering the question. Good. Um, you know, so, cause I get it. I mean, I've been in those shoes before. I've, oh, I've, so have I. Yeah. I mean, you've been in a place where you've got to close the deal or you don't have grocery money. You know, I've been there, but again, I think it's most important that even through those times that you focus on creating relationships. What I've found is that when you do that, the sell seems to happen. I want to give you a, just a side example of that. You know, we're about to have this big event, the Relationship Marketing Grand Summit. People around here are running around with their heads cut off, myself included. I got a million things to do, a million things to have happen. And I've got this punch list a mile long. I've got to get done. If I don't get it done in time, I'm not going to be ready. The event's not going to be the way it should be. You, you know the feeling. Sure. So the other day I'm walking through and I'm, you know, marching down because I got to do this three different things. And I got to get it done by 30 minutes from now because then I got to leave and go to an appointment or whatever. And I'm walking along and Rob uh, Smith is in his office. He's over our operations at one of my companies. And I just quickly say as I'm walking by, hey, Rob, how you doing? And I'm still walking. Like I'm still walking off. <laughs> he's like, he's like He's like, well, yes, I'm all right. You know, I had kind of a challenging weekend, but yeah, it's good talking to you. I'm so I'm thinking, whoa, wait, whoa, wait a minute. So I stopped in my tracks, walked back, went into his office, sat down, said, all right, what's up? Now, here's what's interesting. You have to make a conscious effort to do that. And a lot of times it's in your busiest moments when those opportunities come up. Always. When those, when, when it's imperative that you sit down and talk to guy, here's what's interesting in sitting down for the only 20 minutes that I had talking with him about his situation and us being able to talk together, I was ad able to capture out of the conversation exactly what I needed to do in the presentation I was marching off to go fix <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 It's brilliant. That happens all the time. Here's the bottom line. Take care of people first. Yeah. 
you take care of people first, everything else works out. This is Zig Ziglar's. Didn't he say that, you know, you, you can have anything you want in life to help enough other people get what they want. Yeah. Right. And it, that's just what you got to do in sales. You got to do, even if you've got those big numbers to hit at the end of the month, take care of people first, man. Take that's care of them first. Yeah, you, you just said something that was spot on. I, I want to rewind to what you said probably about three or four minutes ago when you started talking about funnel. And Daryl knows where I'm going to go with this is I share with people all the time, Cody, if you want to have a full sales funnel, you must have a full relationship funnel. And you should see, Cody, the expressions I get. So I was in the Midwest. I just came back um, early yesterday morning and I'm sitting in front of a group of process-oriented, engineer-driven, technically-driven type salespeople, high earners, well into six figures. And when I got to a section on proactive prospecting, and I had a slide up there, and the slide said uh, relationship funnel and sales funnel, and they both were funneling together. And they looked at me with blank stares, and they go, well, what do you mean by that? And I said, you, you know, and I use the example of the head of their sales department who I met. I said, when I met this person back in January, I, I couldn't even put it into a sales funnel. I just met the person, right? We connected. He didn't even know if he liked me. He didn't even know if he trusted me. He didn't even know if I was a credible person. But if we look at it in terms of funnel management, that was sitting at the top of a relationship funnel. Mm-hmm. I had to proactively build that relationship with the person to the point where I could put it into a sales funnel. And now I'm here in front of you guys. That's right. So what's that mean in the context of everything? I want the listeners to really lit to grab onto this is, you know, to me, I think weak sales funnels and I think sales funnels are anemic and I'm being polite when I say this is it's due to the fact that the relationship building skills are so bad that if they could just focus on keeping a full relationship funnel, which means I got to open a new relationship every day. I got to start a new conversation every day. Mm -hmm. If you can do that, I promise you. And I think you guys will agree with me. Your sales funnel will be full. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. You know, in fact, I was going to show you here. I've got a, just, just based on what you're just saying, I'm actually for one of my companies, we're putting together some, uh, sales process sheets for our certified reps. I don't know if you, well, this is audio only, but I'm going to show you all you listening. I'm showing this piece. But basically what we do is, uh, we, I have a company called Sendogo, Uh which is a CRM integration service. So you can, you can send real greeting cards and real gifts from Sendogo through your own CRM. Yeah. Brilliant. so this is a this is a little sales sheet, if you will, or an assessment sheet that we give to our reps when they're sitting down with a potential client. So one of the things that we do and we train our people to do is first of all we demo you know we demo our product so they can see what it does, they can see how it works and how other people use it, so they can kind of get a feel and maybe apply it to them. Then we go into assessment. An assessment is just that. Okay, well, let's assess what you do in your CRM. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, so who's in there? Who's in your CRM? You know, what are, who are the contacts that are in there? Now, most, most, when you go into a CRM, most, uh, if you like click down on trigger points for CRM, most of them start with prospect. Right. So you have 
prospect and then you have new user and then you have existing user and then you have like a VIP group and then whatever, you know, you have win back, you have, you have all these different people or places that you put people that triggers some kind of digital communication to them or whatever, an email or a, a outbound something or whatever. Um, well, ours, that never starts with prospects. Ours, our funnel always starts with contacts. Yes. They're people. They're just people. <laughs> right. They're not, anything. They're, not, they're not in your funnel. They're not in your prospect funnel. They're not in your yes. sales funnel. They're not a customer. You don't make any money off of them. They're just in your contact manager as a human being. Right. <laughs> we always start there. What, what are you doing to reach out to those people? Right. We talk about creating relationship with those people. I don't, I'm not going to get on a stage and teach you to create relationship just with a prospect. You want to create relationship with a human. Right. Uh, so they, may, they may never hit your funnel. Yeah. You may determine they, they don't need your product or service, never will. But you still maintain relationship with that person, whether it's going to be a seller or not. Now, that's selling from the heart. Yeah. yeah, dude, you're dude, you're so spot on on that because you know my challenge to salespeople is how many times I wrote about it in Selling from the Heart. I've written blogs about it. Is how many times are salespeople having a regular conversation with somebody mm-hmm. involved trying to sell them something, Cody? Oh, geez, no kidding. It's great. And how many of us want to be sold to today? Nobody. Nobody. We love to buy. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, we don't want to be sold to. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as we as we wrap up, and it's hard to believe we're coming to the end of the podcast because I, I feel like we could just talk about this for hours. I, you, Cody, not a week goes by on the Selling from the Heart podcast when we don't talk about send out cards because I think that that what you've created and the organization you lead is um, just powerful and simple and brilliant. Because if you think about developing relationships, I mean, what better way to develop a relationship and nurture that relationship than to reach out to somebody with something personal? And um, boy, I I know uh, you could probably talk about this for hours, but I'm just kind of curious, like, where did the idea for send out cards come from? And what what was the nucleus behind um, this wonderful thing that we talk about every week? I know our listeners would love to hear your heart. Uh, behind the organization for a few moments. Well, ironically, the concept of sending out cards had nothing to do with sales, had nothing to do with relationship marketing, had nothing to do with any of that. I had an experience that happened to me way back in the day, 1989. Mm. Um, My wife and I moved away from home and I had a prompting. I call it a prompting. It's an Mm. intuitive thought that I needed to go tell my older brother, Chris, goodbye, tell him that, you know, I love him, give him a hug, tell him goodbye before we moved across the country. And I ignored that prompting mm-hmm. and we got in our car and we moved away. And, and three months after moving into our new place on the East coast, I get a phone call in the middle of the night that my, my brother, Chris had been killed in an accident. He was 29 years old when he passed. He had three children, ages seven, four, and two. And I get this news that my brother, Chris, had been killed. He got electrocuted on the job, mm. lost his life. And so when I got that news, the only thing I could think of is I ignored a prompting to go tell my brother goodbye. And I'd never have a chance to do it again. And so 
obviously that was a huge uh, shift in my life. And I made a promise to him that very night, the night I got the news, I made a promise to my brother that when I received a prompting to reach out in kindness to another human being, I would act. Mm. And I try to do all I can to help as many people as I can do the same thing. And that's where the, that's where the why came from. That's, that was the why behind starting sent out cards is create a way that I can act on my promptings to say thank you to somebody, to mm-hmm. say I care about you, to say I appreciate you, that you know, and uh, so that's where that came from. Wow, that's so beautiful. So I mean, it's just so beautiful. Thank you, and um, just uh, on behalf of of really, I know all the listeners that that use your service, and and if you haven't, got to check out cards.sellingfromtheheart.net and just give it a try. I, I mean. The next time you have a prompting, the next time you're grateful for a client or for um, a, a conversation or, or anything, um, reach out to that person. I think that that story is so incredibly inspirational and beautiful. And I'm I'm uh, profoundly grateful that you acted on the prompting to enable all of us to be able to say thank you and to be able to reach out, you know, with a a personalized human to human touch. I think it's just fantastic. So thank you, Daryl. Appreciate that very much. And I appreciate the opportunity to be on this show. You guys are fun. You guys are fun. (laughs) (laughs) We we keep it light. You know, it's uh, sales is a tough, tough gig, right? It's a a profession. And, uh, but the, the relationship side of it makes it not only, uh, fun, rewarding. I mean, all of that. And so, um, I just, I just want to say thank you for sharing your wisdom. Uh, this week we'll put um, some contact information in terms of how people can follow you and reach out and, and consume your book, um, which is phenomenal. Um, and all of that. So man, major thanks, Larry, any words of wisdom as, as we, uh, as we wrap up today? No, I, I would just, I, I always share with people, meaningful, incredible relationships matter. Yeah. And if you don't believe me, just go ask your clients what they expect from you and then just listen and listen with intent. They will tell you exactly how they want to be taken care of. That's beautiful. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, Cody, thank you. And uh, to everyone else out there, um, thank you for being who you are. Thank you for being relational, for caring. Till next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic. Keep adding real value, follow your promptings, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.